Hello and thank you for selecting this podcast. Today I'm joined by Maria Marina of State Trustees, who's here to talk to us about those things that need to be done when finalising a loved one's affairs. So Mary, what do I do to finalise my loved one's affairs? The first thing you need to do, Mike, is to find out whether there's a will. If there is a will, someone will have been appointed executor and the role of that person is to ensure that the directions and wishes set out in the will are carried out. If there is no will, then someone, and it's normally a next of kin, needs to step up to the plate and say that they will act as administrator of the estate and they'll have certain legal things that they need to do to enable them then to administer the deceased estate. Once you know whether there's an executor or a next of kin who is ultimately going to apply to be appointed administrator, there's a whole lot of things that they should do very, very quickly. The first one is to see if there is a will, uh, if there's any directions around funeral uh, and any directions around things like cremation or burial. The preference should be to think about that for yourself, either put it in your will or more importantly, think about doing it through a prepaid funeral um, so that that's one thing your loved ones don't have to think about when you pass away. But if you haven't done it um, through a, pre- a prepaid funeral and haven't thought about it yourself or haven't decided to go down that track, at least make sure if you feel strongly about that, that you put it in your will. So the first thing, check are there any funeral instructions. Secondly, you need to contact the beneficiaries who are in the will. If there is no will, then you need to talk to the other next of kin. You need to find out what all the assets are but most importantly, protect them so that if we're dealing with real estate, make sure that the locks are working, work out whether you need to change locks. You know, is someone going to come in and and take out some of the the deceased personal belongings and personal effects from that property? And sometimes when you have some family conflict, it's a sensible idea to change the locks. Um, Also things there like insurance though, make sure there's insurance in place. Make sure that motor vehicles are disabled so that someone can't uh, drive that motor vehicle. All sorts of things around not only finding out what the assets are, but making sure that they're protected. I was going to ask you what we should understand with the instigation of probate, uh, the probate process. What's involved in that? The probate process is a grant of probate is the formal authorisation from the court that allows you to deal with the deceased assets. So instigating the probate process is finding out what those assets are and also what the liabilities are. So it's not just what does the deceased own, but it's also what does the deceased owe, if anything, or what is owed to the deceased. So are there creditors, debtors, etc., etc.? That's the first step. Other steps in the probate process is, are to advertise the fact that you're going to apply for a grant of probate but also a notice to creditors saying that you are applying, going to apply to administer this estate, you will be administering the estate, and any, any creditors that have claims on that estate need to notify you. And that's a formal advertisement that needs to be placed in, in, uh, in a newspaper, alerting creditors to the deceased's death and the fact that the estate administration will take place. You then need to, once you've got your grant of probate, and there are some other steps along the way, I'm just talking key steps, once you've got your grant of probate, you need to talk to the beneficiaries to find out what they want to do with the assets. Often the estate is just left in shares. Um, I leave my estate to my four children in equal shares. Your estate might be things like a house, a house, might be a share portfolio, money in bank accounts. So to ensure everybody gets their shares, 
the assets need to be dealt with. And you need to talk to the beneficiaries about the best way of dealing with those assets. Do they want to redeem the shares? Do they want to uh, sell the property? Do they want to retain it in some shape or form? So those kind of decisions. So it's working with the beneficiaries in that decision-making process. Depending upon their instructions, sell, transfer property, redeem other assets, call in all the debts, make sure that any money that's uh, outstanding to the deceased is paid across to the estate, pay any liabilities of the deceased. So if there's a mortgage over the property, that needs to be dealt with. Um, Prepare and lodge uh, date of death tax returns. There's an obligation to ensure that the deceased's final tax return is lodged. Um, And sometimes you will find, executors do find, that there are um, deceased who have not been as uh, good as they could have been in lodging their tax returns. So you need to track back and make sure that all of their returns um, have been lodged. And if that's not done, what happens? You need to ensure that it is done. It is, I see. So Mm. there is also an estate tax return. Once you've lodged the deceased's final tax return, Whilst the estate administration is continuing, there, are, there is an obligation for the estate to lodge tax returns as well. So tax can be a bit of a nightmare, depending upon how organised your uh, deceased was. At the end, um, when all this has been done, and this can take quite a deal of time, as you would appreciate, depending upon the complexities of the, uh, of the estate administration, you then need to distribute the assets to the beneficiaries. So transfer property, as we saw before, call in shares or transfer shares, things of that nature. Make sure everybody gets what they are entitled to get. The final thing is you need to liaise with the trustee on any ongoing trusts or realise that you yourself might be your role changes from the role of an executor to the role of trustee to administer any trusts that are set up un, under the, the deceased's will. What are the sorts of things that can go wrong in this process? Well, unfortunately, there's lots that can go wrong. Um, first of all, the key thing is if there is a will, has it been made correctly? Has it been correctly signed? Has it been correctly witnessed? Have all the legal re- requirements been carried out? Um, you need to think about are there any issues around the capacity of the person to make the will? Were they, did they have the um, mental ability to make that will? Now, that's not something we need to think about um, with every single will, but certainly if you've got an older person who may have been uh, diagnosed, say, with early onset Alzheimer's or something of that nature, may have been exhibiting some signs of dementia and they've, say, made a new will um, shortly prior to their death. And in that will, they've left all of their assets to a charity, for example, or they've excluded a son or daughter, or they've left it all to the nurse in the hospital that they were at. All of those things might uh, bring the question of capacity into play. It doesn't mean that the person didn't have capacity. It's just a red flag to think about. Um, Can't locate beneficiaries or legatees. You've got a will that says, I leave my estate to my four children and you don't know who those four children are for some reason. You've lost, you're the executor, but the will was made before the person married. You're living overseas. You don't know their family. You need to track them down. Or, Or one of them has gone on their overseas trip and never come home and lost contact with their family. There's all sorts of reasons why you can't find your beneficiaries. Lost title to real estate is a common one, particularly when you're dealing with an elderly deceased. They've put their title to their property somewhere safe at home. They just haven't told anybody where somewhere safe is. Uh, so that, that can be a common one. 
Um, disputes. There can be disputes, contractual disputes. There can be debts that are owed to the estate. And uh, when you try to call in that debt, the debtor perhaps um, may uh, not acknowledge um, their responsibility for the debt. So there can be disputes around that. Um, there can be disputes uh, by people who have received a share in the estate saying that they want a greater share. And so they, they often um, put the executor on notice that they're going to make a claim against the estate. There can be other people who put you on notice that they're going to make a claim and they're people who have been left out entirely but believe that they have a right to have received something. And those types of claims are called testator's family maintenance claims and they can hold up the estate administration until they're determined. Ultimately, they need to be determined by a court if they can't be settled between the parties in the interim. And what do you say they can be held up? What sort of period of time are we talking about here? Months? Years? Years. Yes. Yes. How long is a piece of string sort of time? Um, certainly, we encourage people to try and reach agreement uh, in the early stages of any dispute around entitlements, either someone left out who believes they should receive something or someone who thinks they should get a greater share. And the reason for that is that the longer the dispute drags on, the more legal costs are incurred, the more the estate itself is diminished. Mary Marina. And if you'd like to know more about finalising a loved one's affairs, please call the State Trustees on 03 or visit their website www.statetrustees.com.au.